Get ready for another edition of CSB Broadcast, where Community State Bank links you to the communities of Southeastern Wisconsin and keeps you connected to the people, businesses, and events happening near you. Well, hello, I'm Steve Donovan, Executive Vice President at Community State Bank, and I'm joined today by Liz Powell, the President and CEO of the Racine Community Foundation. Welcome, Liz. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Liz, uh, as a part of the culture at Community State Bank, um, one of the things that we try to do is to give back to our communities that we, uh, that we serve. And one of those examples of, of doing that is a program that we have that's called Gift to Giving. And what Gift to Giving does is it provides the opportunity for each of our employees to donate $100 to a local nonprofit organization of their choosing. In addition, this is where it gets more fun. Oh, wow. Uh, I know. <laughs> our employees have the opportunity, if they want to, to pool their gift together and make, then obviously make an overall larger donation. And guess what, Liz? What? We did that here. No at way. Mount yeah. And Great. guess who we decided to give that money to? Guess, I can't guess, imagine. Guess, guess. The Racine Community <laughs> Foundation. Yay! Yeah, I know. Isn't that fun? It's very fun. Yes. So um, we're excited to be able to do that, and we're excited to learn more about about you, the organization, and how mm-hmm. people can help. Um, and with that, if, if it's okay, I'd like to start by asking um, if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about yourself and how you became involved with the Racine Community Foundation. Of course. Well, I have, I'm born and raised in Racine, and... Uh, my husband and I moved back here from Milwaukee in 1997, and um, shortly thereafter, I started volunteering in the community, and I had the pleasure of serving on the board of the Racine Community Foundation for 10 years. The last two years, I was board chair, and I have to say it was probably one of the most fulfilling uh, volunteer opportunities that I ever had. I just I loved being a part of an organization that that's mission is to make the community that I love a better place for everybody. So it was really a gift to me. I mean, not a gift to me. It was a gift for me to be able to participate. And then um, found myself in the, I volunteered as a interim executive director for about three months. And then <clears throat> almost eight years ago uh, became the, the CEO. So that's, that's my background. I don't have a, I, before I worked at the Community Foundation, I worked at Johnson Bank for 10 years, and then prior to that, I worked at a regional brokerage firm. So I have a little bit of a investment or financial background and not your traditional background for a Community Foundation CEO, which is typically a, a, a pretty ardent fundraiser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's very true. Well, yeah. that's awesome. You and I have known each other for several years now, and mm-hmm. I didn't know lots of that stuff. So <laughs> we should do podcasts more often. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, what, what is the Community Foundation? I mean, and, and, and why was it started? So the Community Foundation was started in 1975 by a group of uh, Racinians who were really, really ardent about making sure there was a vehicle in our community that would benefit the community in perpetuity. Mm. And that was the genesis of the Racine Community Foundation, which is a public charity. We have 501c3 status, but the real re- the real impetus behind its starting was to have something in place that would benefit the community uh, forever. So that being said, what that means is that every single fund that we have at the Community Foundation, and we have over 300 different funds, is endowed. So there's a part of that fund that will never be spent. 
and will be um, held in our portfolio in perpetuity to kick off interest um, to go back into the community. So it, it, to me, it's a pretty awesome thing. People look at me like I'm nuts because I get excited about endowments. <laughs> but it's, I mean, when you know the concept, it's a really, it's, it, it, the impact is unbelievable. And so what we found is that uh, we all say you never know because we've gotten some funds from people like a gentleman who passed away in Connecticut, but he came to Racine when he was younger, like nine up until his teens, and he loved it here. And so when he died, we got a bequest. Wow. Like like we say, you never know. And... uh, it's a, it's a wonderful legacy for people who love the community. Mm-hmm. And um, we have different kinds of funds, which I won't get into because it's about as exciting as watching sausage being made. I think it's <laughs> exciting, but uh, I'm sure your listeners will not. Uh, but we've there's a lot of really generous people who care deeply about the community, who've been involved in the Community Foundation to help start scholarship funds. And we manage over uh, 30 organization endowment funds for local nonprofits who've put their trust in us to um, to grow their endowment funds for them. So it's a really gratifying, really fun place place to work. You sort of um, kind of, you've touched on this a little bit, but um, I don't know if you wanted to maybe add a little more, if there is a little more to be added. Um, you know, how does the uh, Racine Community Foundation su- support uh, nonprofit organizations and kind of what, what ways? Probably the most public way is through our competitive grants process. Okay. And... Um, We've we've fine tuned the process over the years because as we've as the portfolio has grown and we've gotten more re- requests, we determined that we needed to be a little bit bit more strategic in how we allocated our funds that are uh, for our competitive grants process. So we have a we utilize a letter of intent, which is due every January 31st. It doesn't matter if the 31st is a Saturday or Sunday. The deadline is the 31st, and we typically receive well over a hundred letters of intent. The key being is either the 501c3 needs to be domiciled in Racine, or if it's not domiciled in Racine, what they're applying for would benefit people in Racine County. Okay. Uh, we don't. We don't fund. We are Racine County centric. Right. We don't. We don't fund out of Racine County. It would kind of defeat the purpose of being a community foundation if if we didn't support the community that we were started to to benefit. So um, then we we review all of the letters of intent. Uh, we whittle it down. We whittle the number down to probably between 80 and 85 letters of intent that get uh, put through to the competitive grants process. And then we have three grant cycles during the year, a spring, summer, and fall. Okay. Oh, that's, that's, that's great. That's really uh, helpful information. There's this thing that's been going around. I've heard something about it, COVID. Uh-huh. And, uh, really? Yeah. I mean, I've only had it twice. Yeah. So uh, each, <laughs> each November. But um, uh, how has COVID changed the demand or need for, for help from, from your perspective, from the Racine Community Well, Foundation? it's been interesting. I don't know that it's changed the need for help. What it's changed is that uh, it, what, I, what we've found is that the local nonprofits are really resilient and very creative. Mm, sure. And so they may have not been able to use the funds that were awarded to them in a grant the way they needed to because of COVID. Okay. So they've, been, um, they've come back to us and said, okay, um, especially like performing arts, like the Choral Arts Society sure, and the right. Symphony, they're not there, and the Theater Guild and, and places like that. So they've come back and said, since we're not doing this, is it okay if we deploy the funds in this manner? So they've been really creative, really resilient, really 
focused on their mission in a very difficult time. And it's it's just amazing to see how deeply embedded they are in what they do and making sure that they can fulfill their mission. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have seen uh, some of our larger local nonprofits um, benefit from Triple P. So, sure. I mean, that's been nice for them that they've been able to bolster their cash a little bit. Typically, only the larger nonprofits have been able to benefit from that. They just, a lot of the smaller ones don't have the, the bandwidth to be able to apply for something like that. Sure, sure. No, that's, that's, uh, that's very interesting. Um, if you are a nonprofit organization seeking assistance, and you touched on us a little bit with the, the cycles and the timelines, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know if there's anything uh, more that you want to get into. You know, what are the, you know, if there are eligibility requirements or, or well, next steps? Either the organization applying needs to be a 501c3 okay. or have a fiscal sponsor. Okay. And can which you is define, a 501c3. Yeah, okay. So right. they, they're basically lending that program or organization, their 501c3 as a fiscal sponsor. Okay. Um, but we always recommend that any any new uh, grantees or any new potential grantees go to our website because there's some pr- pretty extensive information on there. Um, the one thing about the Community Foundation is that we don't have a focus, which sometimes when somebody says, oh, tell me about your work, what do you focus on? And we don't have a focus. Our focus I guess our focus is on trying to financially support to the extent that we can the nonprofits in our community that provide the programs and services that make this a great place to live. That's right. our that's our work. Yep. No, that definitely. And you guys do great work, in my opinion, well, thank and many you. others, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you are a community member, you know, wanting to help or, or get involved or donate, what what should they do, or how how should they go about that? Well, if we always graciously accept donations, and um, you can send a check. And, and if you don't want to do that, we use PayPal on our on our website, which okay. is relatively user friendly. Um, we we sometimes do need volunteers for our committees. We have a very small staff. We have two and three quarters FTE, so uh, we're very committee dependent. And um, Probably, well, our, our largest committee is our grants committee that mm-hmm. reviews all of the grant proposals. And um, typically, we have an opening or two there, um, but it depends upon what somebody what their in, what somebody's interest might be. Sure. Um, we have a, we have a finance committee, and we have different committees that somebody might be able to participate on if they were so inclined. So, if if somebody's interested in volunteering, they can always call the foundation office at two six two six three two eight four seven four. Okay, great. And I, I just kind of want to ask this question, because I think sometimes people think, you know, I don't have a lot of money, I don't have a lot to give, but I do want to help. You know, I love the community, mm-hmm. I love it here. You know, if I give $20 to something, I feel like it doesn't really do anything. But if I did have $20, that I was burning a hole in my pocket, and I wanted to do something with it, does that, how does that work? Does that benefit? Is it worth it? Does it get pooled so, with other money? Yep, or, it okay. does. So when we get, when we get Un, it would be an unrestricted gift to the foundation okay. because a twenty. If somebody just sends us twenty dollars, we put it in our general fund, and our general fund is a big part of our competitive grants process. So it's an unrestricted fund that that's where we funnel or we funnel. That's where we place all of the unrestricted donations for people who don't have existing funds or have not designated. I want this to go to a particular fund. It goes into our general fund. No, that's great to know because I think sometimes people think, well, if I don't have a a bunch of money. I can't start in my own endowment and my name or something like that. So therefore, what's what? How would it be used or, right. or benefit? Right. Well, you can you can make that 
individual donation, but we also have the opportunity for people to start funds uh, when we call it an acorn fund. Okay. And depending upon what kind of fund it's going to be when it when it matures and sure. it becomes a grant making fund, uh, you, we just ask that six hundred dollars a year go into that fund. We don't charge a fee on that. We just let the money accumulate until it, it reaches that threshold level of being a, a grant making fund. Oh, so that that's basically fifty dollars a month to go into making making your legacy or, or starting your fund at the foundation. And what's the starting balance to to get the Acorn account? going is it six hundred dollars initially no it could, it could be 50 oh okay we could right. open it with 50 and then just um we we have a donor who religiously sends 50 dollars a month um to to get that that acorn fund up and going so uh, there is that perception unfortunately that you kind of have to be a wealthy person right, right. to participate at a community foundation and that's definitely not the case no that's great yeah i, I again i don't think people realize that so right. thank you thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that sharing that information is there anything we have not discussed that you'd like to cover thank i think you. the main thing there's sometimes there's occasionally there's confusion between what's the difference between us and like a united way yeah no that's that's a good point point. and the difference between us and the united way is that the united way raises funds spends funds raises funds spends funds we're not an active fundraiser we've the foundation has decided we don't want to compete with our grantees uh, so we we don't actively fundraise, and everything we have is endowed. So what what comes in kind of there's a basis that stays there, and it's going to be there forever. Mm. And that's it. So it, that that I think is a significant difference that sometimes people aren't aware of. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. Yeah, th- thank you. Well, I want to just take a moment to thank you for your time. Uh, to, it's been a pleasure. Uh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> and I look forward to giving you this huge check that we have. And I'm thrilled to receive it. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, have a wonderful night, and thanks for all the great work uh, that you do and also the Racine Community Foundation. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening to CSB Broadcast. For more information about Community State Bank, visit us online at csb.bank. Community State Bank is a member FDIC and an equal housing lender. 